Well, thank you, thank you guys for joining us on today's podcast, Plumbing Marketing Profits, uh, where we share ideas and strategies on how you can most effectively market your plumbing business. Uh, today, we've, we've got the pleasure of talking with Philip Marisi of The Clean Plumbers or Philip Marisi Plumbing out of Tampa Bay. And uh, we're just going to be picking his brain and getting some, some great ideas and strategies from him. So without further ado, let me welcome Philip Marisi. Philip, thanks for joining us. Well, Thank you for uh, letting me participate. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I know I've had the opportunity to, you know, to see you in action and, and work with you at some level and know that you run a world-class plumbing business down in Tampa. Uh, I, I, you know, I just think this is going to be great content and great information that the other plumbers you know, throughout the country can benefit from. So uh, I guess let's just start. If you could tell us a little bit about your business, you know, how long you've been around, uh, approximate revenue, if you're comfortable with that, number of trucks, uh, you know, just some, some demographic information about Philip Marisi. Well, uh, I've been uh, in, in plumbing business about a little over 30 years, and uh, we uh, have 10 trucks and 14 employees, and we do about uh, two, two million uh, a year. Uh, our uh, Go ahead. Okay. So then as far as services, you know, obviously you're, you're plumbing specific, so you stay in the plumbing side of the business. Uh, do you do mostly residential, a mix of residential, commercial, and new construction? Or what's your, what are your primary uh, services? Uh, pri we primarily do uh, repair and service in both uh, commercial and residential. But uh, we okay. do uh, some uh, remodels, but uh, very little work for contractors uh, and new construction. You know, in the past, uh, uh, it's been, I guess, this way for about uh, 15 years. Uh, the first 15 years, we did a little bit of everything. Okay. So now mostly residential and commercial, but mostly repair service for the most part. That's correct. Actually, I, I, I prefer doing residential uh, because then you can collect when you get done and you don't carry a, a big accounts receivable uh, for the commercial end. So, you know, I would say a good rule of thumb is about 20% uh, of your business uh, should be from the commercial end, and, and that's about it. Uh, just unless you, you want a bankroll the companies who get paid 90 days or so. Right. So more from a cash flow perspective than anything else, it just makes sense because you can go out, provide service, get paid, and not have to carry those receivables. That's correct. Excellent. All right. Well, I mean, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about how you got started. 30 years is quite a quite a tenure in the business. How did you get started? Give us a little bit of background. Well, my background is uh, I – I lived across the street from a plumber and kind of hung around him as a kid, uh, helped him uh, separate the uh, brass and copper uh, that he collected uh, uh, and scrap. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of where I started. Uh, I also uh, went, to, uh, went to college and was a shop teacher uh, called Industrial Arts for two years. And, okay. uh all, all the time in college, and even when I was teaching, I did part-time uh, plumbing service. Uh, then uh, I, in 1971, I started plumbing full-time as a serviceman, 
and uh, did a little bit of new construction during that time, but uh, very little. And and then uh, in '82 is when I started my business, and uh, um, been been doing that ever since. <laughs> Excellent. So so going strong. That's that's quite a that's quite a tenure. You know, as we as we start to get into the the meat and potatoes, you know what the what the marketing strategies are and how you went from you know what seems to be a relatively small plumbing company up to you know a two million dollar plus ten truck company. Um, I like to think marketing really comes down to three core components. Uh, you have to know what your market is, so who you sell to. Then you got to craft the messaging. You know why you know why you're unique, what you do that's different. And then you can start to look at media, you know, how you advertise, where you advertise. So let's start with, with market. Um, who have you identified as your, I guess, your target customers there in the Tampa Bay market? Or what have you identified who your ideal customer is? Well, they're the residential, middle class uh, people that, you know, that don't know how to fix plumbing themselves and uh, mm-hmm. uh, need someone else to do it. Um, okay. We, 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 uh, we target that. And, uh, you know, we, we try to, uh, deal mostly, uh, with the benefits of using our company. Okay. Which I guess would go into message, which is your unique selling proposition. Um, what, like, have you, what would you identify as your, your benefits or the main, uh, selling proposition for, for your company? Well, um, you know, some of the things uh, I, I advertise is, uh, you know, that, that you talk to a live person all the time, never a recorder. Uh, okay. That, that's important to people. And, and you also want to uh, zero in on, uh, you know, uh, being timely and calling ahead. Uh, that's important to people. You know, doing what you say you're going to do. Uh, and and mm-hmm. you need to uh, put that in terms of the benefit to the customer. Uh, so you wouldn't say that we're always on time. You would say you know, you're not sitting home waiting uh, and wondering when and if the plumber is going to show up because we call ahead uh, mm. and let you know exactly when we're coming. Mm-hmm. And that's powerful, the distinction between, you know, hey, we're going to be on time and what that benefit actually relates to for, for the customer so they can start to feel, wow, okay, that's a benefit I'd like to to have, you know, in working with with a plumbing company. And I know, hey, you know, I know you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I. No, I said I know you've done a lot of good work crafting the messaging behind your business. Uh, you know, with the we do plumbing different, and uh, you know, you know, find out more and really explaining how you actually do do plumbing different and positioning that in the eyes of your customers. Right. It's not enough to just say, you know, we we do plumbing different. You got to tell the how uh, the, the different are you. Uh, one thing is, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're also uh, known as the Queen Plumbers. Uh, that's a trademark um, um, uh, of us. Uh, the Queen Plumbers is trademarked by Philip Marisi Plumbing, and uh, th- that makes a step up to the plate. Uh, makes you know, if you leave a mess, people are going to call. And so it makes your plumbers uh, be more diligent in, in, in their cleaning. It also uh, helps uh, uh, the, the image of your company. And I, I believe that uh, it's made a big difference for us, you know, in, in 
in uh, stating that, uh, it creates a heightened awareness uh, for the customer of your cleanliness. Because a lot of times you can be clean, uh, you know, clean up after yourself and everything, but the customer just kind of expects that and and didn't realize what a nice job you did in that area. Right. So it draws their attention to it and causes a heightened awareness. And I think that's important. Excellent. Yeah, that's 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 great stuff. So uh, clearly, you've got a clearly defined market, uh, a really strong message, and a strong, unique selling proposition. Why you know why choose you over all the plumbers in the in the Tampa market? Let's start to talk about some some actual marketing strategies or marketing tactics that you've deployed. You know, tell us just a little bit about what your marketing mix is. You know, you know everything from you know direct mail, yellow pages, even broadcast, home shows. Just tell us a little bit about what you're doing currently to to market the company. Well, uh, currently uh, we're doing uh, a newsletter to our existing customers, and uh, let me talk a little bit about that. Uh, okay. We we have found that uh, you know keeping your your existing customers uh, is, is very important, and, and to do that you need to send them a newsletter. And uh, it doesn't have to be a big fancy thing, but you know, people only use plumbers maybe once a year, maybe every two, three years. So they might not remember who was that good plumber that I had. And then they go to the phone book or or they go on the internet, and whoever pops up first, they're going to call them, and then you've lost the call. So you need to stay in front of the customer by by sending a newsletter. That, uh, oh yeah, that's, that's the guy, you know, I use. And, uh, you can maybe even put a coupon in there or something so that they can save and always use it, uh, to call you. So then sure. you become their, their plumber. So that, that, that's very important. Um, so really and, solidifying that relationship with your existing customer so they know, like, trust you and will remember you because right. you're remaining top of mind. And, and so you're saying you actually send these newsletters in the mail, um, what what I guess I'm sure that the folks will want to know what kind of content do you put in that newsletter, uh, you know to to have you know what I mean what do you say? Well, the, the, I usually have a couple of sections. Uh, uh, one might be something you know we've done things like you know uh, plumbing in outer space, uh, plumbing sure. in the White House, uh, some of the history of plumbing back in the Roman days, uh, some uh, uh, you know. Little informative articles like that, and then then you have okay. uh, uh, also another little spot that you'll do a soft sell, like the benefits of having a water softener, or you know explaining what tankless water heaters you know are and and are hybrid water heaters and, and, and a section on that, and then usually I put a note from uh, from the owner or uh, feature an employee with their picture. A little bit about okay. them, but but there's it's not uh, an advertisement that you, that you're sending out that that's going to be a direct response like a sale or something. I mean, I guess you can include that, but I like more of what we call a soft sell approach, where okay. you just in the mind of the, they've already used you, they know you're pretty good. You know, you've done a good job for them last time, and, and everything went fine. But just so that they'll remember you, 
you know, two or three years down the road when when they call you the next time. Excellent, excellent. And I think you giving us those additional tidbits on, you know, what you put in there might help to bridge the gap in some guys' minds where they're like, you know, I understand the idea of a newsletter, but what the heck would I say? So thank you for that. Um, what what else are you doing, uh, I guess, to, to get the phone ringing and to connect with customers? Well, you know, traditionally, you know, I, I believe that, you know, that that's if you don't do anything else, you do a newsletter. That's the first thing you do. And uh, okay. years ago, the next thing plumbers did when they wanted to grow, because, frankly, word of mouth is you get your most leads from word of mouth, bar none. Mm-hmm. No doubt. The next thing that people did years ago was the phone book. And, boy, that increased your business. And, they, you know, you should start with a small ad and let it grow. But nowadays, that's not enough because mm-hmm. we have the Internet. So we need to do mm-hmm. internet, internet marketing and do optimization where you're going to come up near the front page or on the front page uh, every time. And um, okay. uh, Josh is, is a very good source for, for uh, doing that. Uh, his company is very, very good, uh, and uh, I, I, I've checked him out, and a number of different uh, uh, people uh, all agree that he, he is doing a, a fantastic job for me, and, uh, you know, I highly recommend him. Well, I, I appreciate that. I definitely don't want this to be a, uh, you know, a uh, a love fest on, on why Josh is great to do your Internet marketing, but I, I do appreciate that. We talked about we talked about yellow pages. We talked about internet. Right. Um, I just want to circle back to the yellow pages real quick because you mentioned okay. it used to be the predominant place, and you used to be able right. to get a lot of business from it. Uh, are you still in the yellow pages? Are you still? I mean, I, I, the big question I'm getting is: Is there any value in the yellow pages today? And we're talking. This interview is um, 2012 October. So, where are you at yes. with the yellow pages in today's market? Yes, I'm still in the yellow pages. Okay. I think it's very uh, it's important to be there, and, and and you also need to have your yourself uh, budgeted, you know, for how much you want to spend. If you're a, a a small company, you don't might not want a full page ad. Uh, don't let mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes the yellow page people will try to sell you more than than you can afford. And uh, I've seen people say, "Oh, I'll put a full page ad and I'll grow." And the, and the yellow page people will tell you, oh, yeah, but uh, you, you'll wind up uh, losing money on the thing. So you have to kind of track it, and mm-hmm. you have to uh, have your, your your people ask, you know, how did you uh, get us today? Uh, and, and, you know, if it was from the yellow pages uh, or some other source. But uh, it's very important to, uh, to uh, be in the yellow pages. Uh, and depending on your size and how much your budget is, uh, I like to spend about 10% of what I bring in in advertising. And that, that keeps okay. you uh, uh, growing. Uh, if you cut back, uh, you'll, you'll find that you're, you're sliding backwards. Uh, so you, you need to do about 10%. And so that, that gives you, if you're doing a million dollars a year, then that's 100000 you can spend on advertising and 
Okay. So now you, you have to budget yourself on, you know, how much I want to do in each each uh, form of advertising. But the the yellow pages still works. Uh, sometimes it's a little hard to track because if you're on TV or you're on a billboard or you're, you're somewhere else, they might have uh, gotten your name from there and, and they've gone to the yellow pages. And now when you ask them, they say, that they got you from the yellow pages, but really they got you from from the, the billboard that, that you had up down the street, and they just went there to, to get your number that day. But we're finding, sure. you know, today uh, it's less and less people going to the yellow pages, more and more going to the Internet. And yeah. uh, so th- that that's why it's really important to uh, be there on on that front page. No doubt. And so you, you mentioned you mentioned two things I want to kind of go back to, which I think were powerful. Ten percent of, of revenues back to marketing. Is that something you've done from day one or that you, you know, somewhere down the road decided, hey, I need to have a strategic plan here to spend money on marketing? You know, how long or how deep into your business did you start doing that? Well, when I, when I went uh, strictly service about uh, 15 years ago, um, I actually learned that from going to a seminar, uh, and that's uh, very important uh, to, you know, kind of be a lifelong student and, and learning uh, what you need to uh, do to grow your business. And you do that by uh, joining an organization that that has seminars that uh, teaches you these type of things. Excellent. And, and one of the things I want to get to, you know, down, you know, at the end, towards the end of this is, you know, some of the seminars or some of the books or some of the programs you've been involved in and you found to be useful to help you grow the business. So we'll definitely come back to that. Um, as far okay. as the yellow page ad is, I mean, are you, are you half page, full page, quarter page? How, how large are you at this point in the Well, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty large. Um, okay. uh, the rates have come down. I, it had, Hadn't the rates come down like they have in the last uh, three or four years, then I, I probably would have been a much smaller uh, ad in the yellow pages. But uh, it's become, uh, you know, I'm paying uh, half of what I used to pay and, and getting more. So. Uh, right. Okay. So you're still. You, I mean, if we go to Tampa and we pull out the yellow pages, we're going to find that Philip Reese the Clean Plumbers with a pretty large, prominent ad. That's correct. Okay. And the reason I go to that, I mean, obviously, like you mentioned, we I personally do internet marketing for plumbing contractors, but I, I, I definitely think you need to have a strategy that encompasses offline marketing as well. And counterintuitive to, to what I might think, there are still people looking in the yellow pages. Some of you know, some of your best prospects, those people that have discretionary income that are above the age fifty five, uh, you know, that can afford to pay without really worrying about the cost would still potentially look for the yellow pages. So there's something to be said, um, you know, especially since all your competitors are pulling out, you can get a lower cost and still have prominent advertising and a great source for you as a plumbing business. Correct. The other thing you touched on, I mean, you mentioned billboards, TV. Are you doing uh, any of that type of marketing today? And if so, how much? And, you know, just elaborate on that piece a little bit. I've done a little bit of billboards. Um, it was very hard to track, uh, and and I didn't, um, you know, I didn't feel that I got a big ex- uh, 
response from it. I've done some radio in the past, and uh, the radio's gotten more expensive than cable. Uh, uh, TV cable is is relatively inexpensive, and it, and it really works. It's helped, helped my business in the last couple of years um, uh, that I've been on TV. And and you you can target uh, zip codes with that, and you can also target um, uh, you know what areas. I mean through the zip codes, but but you you can uh, throttle it uh, to you know your busy times. You know you want to might be when you're real busy, you might not want to be on TV as much as when when you have the slower periods of the year. And uh, so that that's another thing to consider when you buy the TV and uh, it's being on cable to me is cost effective versus being on a particular network. So uh, a lot of people say, Oh, I'm on TV, but there's, there's a couple ways you can be on TV. You can be on TV through the local station, uh, through their sales department, which costs a lot more than being on the cable, but the cable only has so many slots they can sell. So you have to, um, you know, you, you have to pick and choose which stations and, you know, how many slots they have. So availability can be limited in cable sometimes, but uh, it to me is more cost effective than, than uh, going to the local stations. Okay. Excellent. So, so it sounds like you've tried radio, TV, billboards. Um, and, and right now, anyways, the thing that's working best is the cable ads. Correct. And what type of messaging are you putting on those ads? Is it, you know, if you need a plumber, call the clean plumbers, or um, what type of message well, do you we, have we, on we, those we, ads? We, there again, uh, any ad that I do, I deal in benefits. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you're a company that advertises six uh, main benefits uh, to the customer, then you'd want to – uh, uh, choose one of those or maybe two and talk about them in the, in the, uh, ad, uh, so that it becomes a more uh, powerful message. Okay. Excellent. All right. So we've got pretty, a pretty comprehensive mix of offline, online, as far as the internet is concerned, you talked about internet being a powerful source for you. Um, obviously, you're doing SEO and doing very well at that. Uh, what are you doing along? I mean, do you have a pay-per-click marketing strategy? Uh, are you doing anything along those lines as well? Okay, there's a number of different ways that you can buy. Uh, a lot of people are after your business. <laughs> uh, mm, no doubt. Pay-per-click. Uh, uh, maybe. Uh, uh, People don't understand. There's there's basically uh, three sections when you uh, go to, uh, especially Google or, or or Yahoo or something. You you'll have the section at the bottom, and that you don't pay per click. It's, it's basically free, but everybody's trying to get there, so you have to do things to optimize uh, yourself. It means the more times you're online. Uh, in, in some form, it's going to move you up the ladder, uh, mm. the, the, as well as the keywords you use in in what you're uh, uh, 
uh, putting forth. So how you say mm-hmm. it and, and, and uh, you know, and how many times you say it will move you up in, in the position there where you will appear uh, on or near the front page. The, the next thing is, uh, is the uh, pay-per-click section, and that's actually above this free section. And it's usually, I think, three or four people that will pop up on the top. And uh, that you have to pay every time someone clicks on it. And uh, that opens up, uh, uh, you know, a a lot more, uh, you know, people will go to that a lot of times than they will into the body. If if they have, if you have an attractive website, you know, they might click on that first and then open it up and it's, oh, no, that website doesn't look too good. So it's important to have a good website. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, uh, then, then there's a section to the side that's also a pay-per-click, and it works a little bit differently, uh, which uh, I, I think Josh could explain that a little better than I could. But uh, <laughs> uh, well, you, I mean, you did a—I think you did a great job there explaining the the differences between the paid and the organic. And it sounds like you're doing a little bit of both. You're doing some pay-per-click, you're doing organic, um, and getting—you're getting a pretty pretty solid quantity of inbound calls and opportunities directly from from the web too. Right. And you can also on the web put some unique phone numbers in there so you can help, it helps you track uh, where the calls are coming from, uh, which is right. a, a good benefit versus being on TV. You know, I mean, how many unique uh, numbers can you have <laughs> for, for uh, everything? But I guess you could track some TV from putting a separate number on that. But then again, they're not really going to get the number from the TV. They're going to go to your website. Right, right. Now, as far as other, uh, I guess, other online advertising, do you do any lead buying services? A lot of the plumbers we're talking with are using things like Service Magic and eLocal Plumber, where they can pay per lead. Have you done any of that? Um, yes. Uh, well, actually, I did that in, in a directory that sent out an advertising. Okay. Uh, but. Um, I haven't done, uh, I guess Angie's List is, is another one that I do. Uh, and, and I have some, uh, uh, advertising on there as well as Yelp. But, uh, the, the other type of, uh, like, uh, 1-800, uh, you know, plumber or, I, I don't do any of that type of stuff. Okay. So, but you, I, and, and this is something I found a lot is activity in Angie's list generates good business and it's also a great source for, for, for uh, not just good business, but, but for activity. Um, and I know you have a number of reviews on Angie's list. If so you've got a great, great reputation that serves you really well in that, in that channel. Right. And that's important uh, that, you know, if you get a complaint on Angie's list that you, that you handle it and, uh, and uh, it can work against you. You know, if you're one of these guys that won't call back someone that's complaining, then it can really work against you. Yeah, no doubt. And then you got to be strategic with how you handle those types of things. So, I mean, as we look at this, you've got a pretty comprehensive marketing mix. Um, if you had to point it at any of these right now as, you know, being your predominant source, um, what would you say is driving the best leads or the most leads for you right now? 
word of mouth. Okay, absolutely. So, so the newsletter, the thirty years client base is still is still going to be your predominant source of business. Okay, very very good very good feedback. Word of mouth is is the king. Uh, sure. If, if you're you know if you work in an office or something and you have a plumbing problem, you go in and you say, hey, uh, you know, you tell your neighbor, hey, I have a plumbing problem. Uh, you know, a good plumber. You know, that's the first place you go. And mm-hmm. uh, usually after that, then you know you might might well I'll go online and and, and uh, Google plumbers. You know, and and, mm-hmm. and people tend to want to get a plumber that's close to them. Uh, True. It used to be that uh, in Yellow Pages, we didn't put the your address in there because uh, you might cover a whole geographic area. If you're a larger company, you know, you might have trucks all over the place, so it really doesn't matter. It's not going to be uh, more cost-effective for the customer um, to use someone close. But uh, in the old days, that's what they used to think. You know. Sure. So there, there kind of goes back to the power of having some tangible follow-up with the customer, whether it's a newsletter or email or something to remain top of mind. So when they need you again, or when a friend says, "Hey, do you know a good plumber?" Um, you know, they'll think of the Clean Plumbers or Philip Marisi Plumbing, and you'll get that word-of-mouth business, which is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are there? So as we as we kind of wrap this up. Are are there any new services within plumbing that you found to be really profitable? Whether you you know earlier you mentioned water filtration systems and tankless, um, you know in other parts of the country we're hearing a lot about trenchless. Uh, we're hearing about repiping. Um, are you are you tapping in any of those markets? Are you finding anything to be super lucrative for you in today's economy? Well, well you know you need you need the calls and then you need you know some of your longer stuff. Um, like like repipings are are very uh I believe they're very profitable and uh and that's an important part of my business is the repipes and uh okay you know replacement of uh of drain lines and stuff uh you know and water lines uh we, we do water softeners uh quite a bit a lot of water heater business so you know these are some other areas that if you're in the phone book or you're optimizing that you want to include in in your uh, advertising uh, mm-hmm. to target them as, as other than just plumbing or drain cleaning, uh, there's you know a lot of other other things that you could put an ad under or talk about in your newsletter uh, from time to time. Uh, sure. You know, uh, there's also uh, Sewer jetting uh, uh, of your lines, uh, clean drain lines. Uh, that's another uh, profit center that you can uh, develop and, and talk about in your advertising. Excellent. So some, that's some good tidbits, some really high profitable things that, that the plumbers can can be aware of and make sure that they're starting to maybe put some marketing out around to, to get the the transaction value up a little bit higher. I guess what would you say to you know to the plumbing business that that might be where you were maybe not 30 years ago but maybe like you said 15 years ago when you were getting things off the ground you know are there any specific nuggets of wisdom or insights that you would that you would offer to say hey you know here you know here's just some things I would hang my hat on. 
You mean to grow the business? Yeah. And I know uh, you've given a lot, so I mean, if you feel like you've already covered it, but if there was anything else that you'd want to say to that, you know, to that plumber that's maybe in his second, third, or fifth year and just trying to take it to the next level. Well, I would say uh, one thing I believe that's important is to be uh, uh, honest and have some integrity. That means you always mm-hmm. do the right thing, even if no one's looking. Um, yeah. And uh, part of that is uh, don't pay your employees on a straight commission basis, because I believe okay. that that leads to dishonest uh, plumbers, then they sell you more or things that you don't really uh, need or want. And uh, frankly, I've been behind a lot of companies that that pay on commission that don't uh, that, that are very dishonest. I've been, you know, I hate to say that, but it's bad for the industry. And uh, I think it's important to to give a little incentive pay to your your plumbers, but I don't think it should be more than five to ten percent of its total pay. Uh, okay. So being be, doing that, I think uh, it's lazy management. You know, if you can't uh, mm-hmm. train and teach your your, your people uh, to uh, actually uh, look for the second thing that's wrong when you're in a home. Uh, then, uh, you know, going to the, uh, straight commission, you know, it's going to help in the short term, but I think it's going to bite you later on. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's great feedback. Now, the one last thing we, we mentioned earlier on, we said we would come back to it was some of the training that you did, uh, or that you still do. I mean, obviously you're a big believer in education and, and personal growth. Were there any specific training courses or specific uh, training organizations you were involved with that you felt uh, gave you some yep. good ideas and insights? Okay. I I, I belong to uh, uh, Quality Service Contractors, which is part of the Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling Organization. Uh, okay, so QSC. Uh, QSC. I belong to uh, uh, Plumber Success International for a number of years. Uh, okay. And and PSI and went to uh, you know uh, their training and everything and uh, I've also done some uh, little uh, business consulting through uh, Michael Gerber and I don't even know if they're doing that anymore but uh, uh, there was a, a very good uh, course on business through through uh, Michael Gerber and uh, you can get some more information on him from the book The E Myth which I think anyone in business should read. I agree. Yeah, and I, I'm i 99% sure he is still doing his uh, personal coaching through the E-Myth system and how to systemize your business. So uh, that's fantastic. So those those three, QSC, PSI, uh, Michael Gerber, and the E-Myth information, any marketing-specific training you'd recommend or that, or any books that you read that you, you thought really were well, going into your plumbing business? Well, there's some books that I thought were real. One book is – the Wizard of Ads uh, okay. by Roy Williams. I think that's very good. It, it, it gets to the meat of you know what should be in the ad, and it's a very simple, easy book to read. Uh, you know, there's one by Levinson, uh, the Guerrilla Marketing. Uh, that, mm-hmm. That's uh, that's good read. Um, 
I, I don't know. I've read another book on uh, branding and and what that means, uh, but I, I couldn't quote you the uh, the correct title. So you know, you need to go in a bookstore and find some on branding, uh, which uh, is you know, there's there's number of steps in advertising. You know, we talked about word of mouth, then I think the newsletter, and then you know the phone book and the internet. And then you go into branding type things uh, to put you in the, in the mind of, of, of the public, you know, the, and, and that would be TV, billboards, radio, uh, and things like that. But the uh, you know, one one other thing that I failed to mention is your trucks. Uh, I, I okay. still see plumbers. Uh, that, that's a billboard riding around, and you know sure. they have very little graphics, very little. Uh, design on there and uh you know uh, they're not going to grow the business uh very well and get known without uh, having some attractive trucks on the road right and so that's been a powerful source and a good way to especially if you got 10 trucks and they're nicely wrapped and they've got messaging and, and call to actions um that's another powerful another powerful source this is this has been phenomenal. You know, I, I can't thank you enough, and I'm sure the plumbers that are listening to this can't thank you enough for the time that you spent just to kind of share 30 years of, of plumbing experience with us and how you took your business from, you know, from the ground to a really lucrative business. Um, you know, thank you again for your time. If you guys would like to get uh, more ideas, strategies, techniques uh, on how to market your plumbing business, or you'd like to listen to other interviews like this with, with successful plumbing entrepreneurs, you can go to plumbingmarketingprofits.com and subscribe to the podcast, and you'll get an email as new interviews are posted. So, again, Philip, thanks for your time, and um, we'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.